0: Welcome to We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina.
1: And this is Selat.
0: And we are a paranormal romance podcast. Well, we review paranormal (laughs) romance books. What are we? Is that what we are? What do we do? I actually forgot for a second. I know. I was like, wait, we had another tagline we got to read. I (laughs) forgot it. But...
1: Thanks for joining us, guys.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you for coming and joining us this episode. We're really excited today because we have an interview. So we read Claiming Beauty by Sky Alder. And with us today is Shaw Hart and Cameron Hart, who are the writing duo behind this book. Welcome.
2: Thank you.
1: (laughs) You guys want to just like say your name real quick so that people can differentiate voices?
2: Sure. I'm Cameron Hart. Uh, And I'm Shaw Hart and
3: we are not related just get that out of the way <laughs> good good to know
1: yeah with a with four per- and we haven't done a four person interview or with four people in a very long time so since
0: like episode 50 it's been a while uh, oh god it's been years
1: <laughs> before the pandemic
2: (laughs) oh gosh well before yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so thank you both for joining us before we get started we like to do a segment called quickie we're gonna just ask a question and we'll let one of you guys to get started first but we like to pull information from the book just something small and cute and this quickie is going to be about pet names and how you guys feel about pet names and if you have any that you want to share
3: (laughs) Like, in real life? Or like- <laughs> yes. I mean, if you feel one way in real life, but you write a different way, that's a fun story, oh, too. Like, No, you know. I mean, I call everyone boo. Like, it's just, like, ingrained now in me. Like, I can't turn it off. So, everyone is boo. And, yeah, kids have, like, nicknames and pet names. And I use them in books. That's, like, probably the only one I use in real life, though. Like, I don't... If I called my husband baby, I think that he'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, everything is just boo. Everyone's boo. But yeah, obviously in books, we use darling and love and you know, a bunch of different ones. Mm -hmm.
2: I love pet names. (laughs) I use them a lot in, in sky books and in Cameron books. But yeah, in real life, I really don't have a lot. My husband calls me honey sometimes. But yeah, I think if he called me like baby girl, I'd be like, no. (laughs) But (laughs) My husband and I both have a nickname that we've called each other since college. <laughs> it just, it's just the weirdest story. But when I was in college, I worked at a coffee shop. And um, for some reason, oh, I think it wasn't that office episode. Anyway, if no one knows the <laughs> office, but <laughs> um, they started adding R's to stuff because R is like the scariest sound. That's why it's murder and not mucked Like that's what the quote is. <laughs> and so then we started adding R's to stuff like, you know, Larte or Hernie Bernie, like Honey Bunny, it was Hernie Bernie. And then, so like, that's what I kind of called Doug for a while. And we were still dating at the time. And, you know, I was like, Hernie Bernie. And then one time we were in a bit of a fight and I called him Bernard. And then we both just started laughing, like, because I like, was upset and I called him Bernard instead of Bernie. I would call him Bernie sometimes. So now we're Bernie to each other. Like, we call each other Bernie. And people are like, what? It's Don't fine. It. <laughs> Got it.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. I I love that you use baby girl as your example of like mm, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the one that's in the book. And but I like okay. it
2: coming from those like alpha male characters, I don't know why, but I'm, Yes. But like i exactly. like mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm with you on that. I I think there's some nicknames that I just can't do and I think baby girl is one of them. But reading it from a different like from a character standpoint and understanding the context of the story, I think it's a little bit it's way different. If My husband ever tried to call me sweetheart. It's on. Like I'm going to be like, "No, asshole, you can't call me that." I'd rather you call me asshole. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I have a, a an unusual name. It's, it's just a very unique name. So let is just the suffix of my name, but that's what a lot of people call me. Or cells like Kalina has been saying, which is totally fine too. I love it. I love all my nicknames. I have had plethora of nicknames because <laughs> my name, say let, is actually not even the real way to say my name. That's the fake way to say my name. <laughs> so in a sense, that's my nickname, but I adore them. I think that they're really great, but I do think that it cuts off at certain points and I don't like sweetheart and I don't prefer baby girl or things like that you know I'd rather hear hey you (laughs) (laughs) I had very similar opinions
0: up until about a month ago when I started getting (laughs) called baby girl by a new guy I'm with and I love it (laughs) in a way that I would have sworn two months ago I was never gonna like (laughs) and now I'm like oh no I do like that that's good okay (laughs) So, I guess it really depends. Like, I always, we've talked about this before on the podcast, and I was a hard no, especially on Baby Girl, but on a lot of them. And then I think it really is contextual, right? It Mm -hmm. depends on who's using it, how you feel about them. If it starts early in a relationship versus like if you're trying to pull it out 20 years in, (laughs) you're like, I'm going to start calling you Baby Girl now. That's going to feel weird. Mm -hmm. So, I was surprised at my change of opinion. So.
1: Yeah, we've had this conversation before where you were adamant about, no, fuck nicknames. They are not cool.
0: <laughs> I have ne- like, I do have an unusual name, too, but I've never had a nickname from it. I've yeah. always just been Kalina. I think one person once tried to call me Cal for a while, and I was like, that's not happening. No. We're not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm a big, you know, I like my whole name, and I just never felt the need for a nickname or anything like that and then the the pet name came up rather recently and I'm like oh, oh ah, well I, I have a new awesome. opinion
1: <laughs> so that's <Growing>. fun. <laughs> great so let's actually start off with giving you guys a little bit of time to introduce yourselves so whoever wants to go mm-hmm. first but sort of give us like not really what you're doing right now but like how you guys got started writing and then maybe how you guys started writing together like, Cameron, oh. you want to go first?
3: <laughs> or <laughs> Cha? Cha can go first. How did we start writing together? Yeah. So Cameron had something on our Instagram. Well, maybe you should explain this part because I don't really
2: remember it. <laughs> For a while... I did like um man what was it like a featured author or indie author Wednesday that's what it was. And so I would pick out or just I kind of had a list of authors like indie authors that I liked and I read and then I just sent would send them like kind of a list of maybe 10 questions or so and they could pick two or three to answer. And I'd just feature them on like my Instagram and social media and stuff. And yeah, I asked Shaw if she wanted to do it and she was like, "Sure." I <laughs> think she was like I don't really know what to think about it. And then she was organizing a collaboration, like a multi-author collaboration, and she invited me, and I think it's because I did the interview, and I was like, yes, I'm making waves, someone remembered me i think you were like the third person like in
3: a week who had sent me like, like can i feature you on this and so i didn't know how to feel about like any of it <laughs> like, where i was like what is this and like well i guess i can't hurt you know it's so, like i ended up doing it and then um yeah it was just i forget about people almost instantly if you're not <laughs> life, if i don't <laughs> talk to you i'm like i don't remember like i don't remember anybody so <laughs> yeah it just happened to be like the week that we started that and i was like do you want to join this This series, and she said yes, and so I mean, thank God because I never would have talked to her ever again. Like like, I would have forgotten about her like instantly, like you know. And yeah, something happened in the series where we, I just kind of we both like side eyed it
2: and like just best friends ever since. I sent you. I remember that I sent you a message on Instagram that was like kind of complaining about one of the other people. Yeah, you and then like. And and it wasn't like awful, but it was like, you know, like, mm, and then she didn't get back to me for like a couple hours. I was like, oh my god, she thinks I'm such a bitch. Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just ruined everything. And then, <laughs> yeah, she got back to me, and she was like, oh, my God, right? I was like, yes! <laughs> we're going to
3: be okay. You best you think, oh, Yeah, are they going to be okay with it or not? I'm like, I'm absolutely okay with it. So, yeah, she was, <laughs> you were, like, nice about it. And as soon as I said something back, I was like, she's the worst. <laughs> like, was, like, immediately downhill, where I was like, oh, my gosh. So many regrets before being in this series. And then the girl wasn't in the series, right? She didn't even yeah, do, Yeah, I think like, she
2: ended up dropping.
3: What? No, she didn't even send me the cover image. And then, like, she's like, oh, I sent it to you now, and it wasn't even, like, my email address. And I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> well, we're moving past this. Like, um... Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh... My best friend was born from that drama. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> and how long ago was that? Oh, my God
2: three years ago
3: was it 20 okay. yeah i would say no yeah. it was 20 or 19 no 20 i think it was 19 because we did it before i moved right i'm trying to remember the series yeah yeah you hadn't moved yet <laughs>
1: Yeah, you so years. years. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Well, that's a testament to your guys' relationship because if it seems like, you know, <laughs> so long ago, but so it was only 3 years ago then. That's good. That's awesome. So, prior to your partnership, have you guys released any single books just on your own?
2: Yeah, we both, I don't know how Shaw does it. She writes a ton and more than me, but Okay, (laughs) but yeah, we both release pretty regularly in our individual pen names and a sky. Usually we try and get kind of sky's book schedule all set up for the year. And then Shaw usually goes first and she writes not usually always I don't think I've ever gone first in (laughs) writing our books. But yeah, Shaw will start and she outlines stuff, and then kind of goes through and fills out a lot of the plot and like bare bones and sex bones, yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) And I'll go in and kind of flesh it out, flesh out character details, and (laughs) (laughs) Shaw he's writing the sex scenes, so I write the sex scenes, and I. hate writing epilogues. I don't know why. I just, I'm like, I want the story to be done. Like, it's fine. They lived happily ever after, you know? Like <laughs> but I get it. I know people want to see, like, that they're still, whatever, 10 years out. So <laughs> but Shaw writes the epilogue. And we usually do two, or we used to do two, and then I'll do the sex scene. So it worked out perfectly. Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. each gonna do what we want to do and (laughs) that's fun yeah But oh yeah anyway to your question sorry um (laughs) but yeah we both try and i think i really i try and release once a month for cameron and think shaw does something similar maybe even more
3: yeah usually i think it it, i mean this the first two months were crazy i think i released this was the first week i didn't have a release actually (laughs) uh, of the year
2: um
3: but a lot of it was like i we did the descent anthology last year as sky and i did it as shaw and so like i got the rights back in december for that and so i released it so it wasn't really a new release you know what i mean because it was in the anthology but i just released it with like a cover and, and stuff and then I used to write as Rebecca Wilder and that was like full length and I killed that pen name at the end of last year and so all those books had to come over to Shaw so like I think that was the second book of the year was one of those and I recovered a series and that just came out last week so hasn't been all new releases but like (laughs) like, yeah I think it's at least once a month for for Shaw as well usually it's about probably every three weeks though that is insanity (laughs) yes (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) many (laughs) books And this is why like, I live in panic
0: because I schedule all of our reading for the podcast and we only do an episode every other week. And I just am like, I'm never going to get through all the books because the books don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I turn around and I'm like, all of our authors have released four more books a piece. And I'm like, well, that's how I'm ever going to get to that. <laughs> or at least for the podcast. I read a lot of it outside of the podcast. Yeah. but. For the podcast, we can only do so much. And I was like, I want to read everything. So, but that's pretty cool. So you guys take different pieces of the story to write. That's like, we had a lot of questions about this because we've kicked around the idea of writing together, starting that, uh, you know, that we've been doing the podcast for about six years. And we have some ideas about romance books that we like what we read, what we'd like to see in, in books that maybe we haven't seen yet. And we just wanted to talk to some, uh, like, an author duo about how they kind of structure writing together and, like you know, taking on the different responsibilities
3: for the books. So that's interesting. So I we usually sit down and do titles together, right? Or like sometimes I just come up with them and I'm like, here's what they're going to be. <laughs> like, let, me know. <laughs> let me know your thoughts. And then I'll email the cover designer and get that started. And then, yeah, I'm usually ahead of Cameron. So I will outline. I'll write, I write all the blurbs and then I'll outline. And then I go in and I write, like, my half has to be, depends on the word we're aiming for, but usually it's about 12 or 13K. And so I'll go in and I'll write as, like, until I hit that, and then I'll just send it to her. And I'm like, okay, my half is mm-hmm. done, and she writes the other half. And it usually works out that I've written on every chapter that isn't a sex scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've done the epilogues. Like, I just don't touch those. And then, <laughs> yeah, she'll come in and she, you know, adds some to like the first chapters and then I mean your sex scenes are long that's probably like 6k that's half of it is just sex scenes so she yes thank you yeah we appreciate that (laughs) Yeah, and then it goes to the editor or the proofreader and then one of us does that and then I'll format it and put it up and then we do arcs and and all that so
2: I love getting the manuscript from Shaw because she likes to leave me little notes (laughs) especially because how she outlines it is just putting all the chapter heads and then she puts like a big paragraph in all caps of just like kind of what's gonna happen and then we kind of both write on that so we have the same paragraph we're working off of and so especially when it comes to the sex scenes she'll I think one of the ones was like (laughs) like on the beach or something and so she's just like Sex on the beach, just sand everywhere, everywhere <laughs> in all of the nooks and crannies. <laughs> well, I think in this last one <laughs> for Sky, it was like, I think it was just a whole chapter. She's like, I don't know what to do, but it's just going to be, it's just sex. So like, go for it. And then in the, in the note, she's like, wolf sex, just a lot of wolf sex. <laughs>
3: I try to leave something that's gonna like make her laugh at least like three times in a book. Just because I know that like sometimes we both get like stressed or we're behind our deadlines, and so I want her to enjoy like getting this from me. So yeah, a lot of the sex scenes is just like all capital letters, and I just write something weird like <laughs> sand, sex on the beach, sand absolutely everywhere. Like I do remember the wolf one too. Yeah, the wolf one. And there was something about romance by
2: I mate. I don't remember what I wrote now. But left it yeah in. i remember that one being really funny in the and when we had ren's character in That's five, yeah he was a an elk right yeah and he wasn't very popular but i loved him the people who loved him really loved him but in our people we found they generally at least for our stuff like the wolves and the bears and like more of like the alpha animals but like Ren was anyway. I loved him, but he was a romance author, and we just like decided his name was Ren. But then when Shaw wrote it, she wrote from the girl's point of view, and she in the dialogue was, "Oh my God, are you Ren Hart? You're my favorite romance author. are <laughs> <laughs> our last names." <laughs> I thought it was great. She's like, "You don't have to keep it." I was like, "Oh
3: no, so it's yeah, so saw, now." Well, like, that was clients. Clients, and I don't expect her to like keep him in, and then like I'll get the final draft back and be like, "Oh, she left that in there." Like, but I, I literally, I only wrote it. To- Make her laugh, and like no one else would get it, but like I remember what it was. I remember when there was one for romance by my mate, I don't remember what the line was, but you were like, No, that was my favorite part, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like so. Was it bite me? and then he's like, I'm trying to. Oh, yeah that's <laughs> Only wrote that to make her She's laugh. She's
2: rejecting him. Yeah,
3: and it stayed in there. So
1: uh. that that's good. That that kind of writing has you know you guys have portrayed that through through your writing as we were reading it you know as as readers and listeners. And I have to tell you that I couldn't, and I don't know if this is on purpose or because you guys go through editors, but I couldn't tell the difference in a writing style. Could you, Kalina?
0: No, I wouldn't have guessed that it was more heavily one author versus Mm -hmm. the other it flowed together very well yeah and i just think that this particular book like this length and this insta love like quick meet cute small little hurdle and then into like the sex sex, and the forever after is like this is exactly what i want to read a lot of the time Mm -hmm. like especially i can get through it in an evening it's just like that perfect bite of like plot plus sex scenes (laughs) and it's like perfect it is it's just such a good you know it's not a book that's going to take me weeks to kind of go through which I do love book you know I love longer books too but every once in a while you just want to sit down and get like the perfect bite that you've Mm -hmm. compiled with all of the right flavors together to make it like meld and that was just claiming beauty was just that as you know as soon as I finished it I was like so this was a perfect book
3: (laughs) yeah
1: and it had some of the broken tropes that we like to see sometimes, like gender roles, like it's a mix in gender roles and an unbalanced things. Or, like, there was this one point where Clara told Thatcher, or at least in her head at first, she's like, he has a beautiful smile. He should smile more. Like, that's not something we hear outside in real life, but also we don't hear it and see it in other books as well. Mm-hmm. So, seeing things like that is really interesting.
0: Yeah. Having an alpha male, but who is also vulnerable and needed the, you know, his, the male or the female character to come along and kind of reassure him about a lot like having decided he's just going to live alone forever and never mate and all this you know his baggage but (laughs) that vulnerability and like her acknowledging the positives in him and like telling him that some of the things he thinks about himself aren't true. And he needs to like, you know, he is handsome. He is a good guy. Like all of this stuff. I really enjoyed that part of it because some of the alpha males in in romance books can just be a little too one note Mm -hmm. where it's just like they're just strong alpha males and they have nothing else, no depth. And so he had a lot of depth to him. I also liked how like his initial plan was like, well, I'm wealthy and I'm successful and I can provide for her and I have this nice house. And so she's going to have to just accept me as a mate because I can do all these (laughs) great things and then she's like I made a lot of money modeling and I don't need money and he's like oh no what do I do (laughs) and I just look because it's like that's so much more like there's so much more to a good relationship and a mate you know than being a provider nowadays right that's not really what people are out looking for so much as a partnership and something that you can, like, build together. So I really appreciated that piece of the story and, like, showing, you know, oh, his traditional thought process of, like, oh, I'm just going to provide for her and it'll be cool. And then she's going, I don't need all that, but I would like a nice guy who's good to me. He's (laughs) like, oh, no, can I
1: do that? (laughs) And I'll take your library. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was actually interested in Cameron. You mentioned earlier that you are the one who writes the sex because Mm -hmm. Shaw doesn't like to, which is you know totally cool. So in our dynamic, Kalina and I, we haven't started writing yet, but we've thrown together a couple of ideas, and we have like. Just really obscure, off-the-wall, like, fun things. we think these ideas are going to be really, really fun. At I at least been... we'll enjoy them. <laughs> or at least for or Shina, least. yeah. <laughs> I have this, like, collection of writing that I've done for years and years and years. And they are all sex scenes. There's barely any anything else. It's all just, like, <laughs> here's where they fuck. And so <laughs> I told Clean, I was like, once we start writing, don't worry about the sex. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> now I just have to make it fit. <laughs> yeah. In into that. So I guess my question is, where does your content come from? So, like, I know, obviously, as a romance writer, you are reading other romance books. Mm -hmm. Is it coming from, you know, like other books, other, like, is it come from dreams or fantasies? Does it come from porn? Does it come from, like, other type of, like, how are you consuming that so you can sort of build your ideas or even experiences like within your own home? Also, don't talk about anything you don't want to talk about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for me, I mean, I read a ton of romance books. I don't have as much time anymore. But sure. I read a ton. I actually didn't start writing fiction for a long time. And it wasn't until I went through a really long stretch of depression. And um, I just fell into reading and I loved, well, I went to school for journalism. And so a lot of the books we read were very like, you know, dry and obviously nonfiction, Mm. a lot of memoirs and stuff. And that just wasn't doing it for me, you know, doesn't really give you any serotonin, but the romance books really did. So I really, I wrote, or I read a ton of, a ton of those books and, um, I don't, yeah, it was kind of like you were saying one day, I was like, you know, I really love the MC trope, but I'm not like a lot of the guys are just assholes. And I feel like that's fine to have grumpy sunshine, or it's fine to have that. But at some point, you need redemption. Like, I don't sure. want to be with an asshole, you know, like you need to grovel or you need to whatever. So the first series I wrote as Cameron was an MC series. Okay. And anyway, sorry. So for the sex stuff, definitely reading a lot of books. I would say I don't watch porn, but I watch, you know, everything on HBO. So I feel like that's basically mm.
1: porn. With, Stars, with HBO.
2: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like going back through True Blood right now. And I okay. didn't, at, like the first episode was just like, just the brother having sex with like five different women. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. an interesting position. <laughs> I haven't written about backwards cowgirl in a while. Maybe that should happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I also sometimes just get inspired for sex scenes. So I'll just like write a little part of it or or sometimes it's dialogue or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. not always just the sex scenes, but I do have... I know I think Shaw does something similar or you'll like write partial books. And I'm like, that's a lot. I'm just going to write this like blob scene on this what I call my franken doc and uh, it'll be fine like I'll remember it you know and she'll like start actual books and then have the manuscripts I'm like that's so organized I just have this one document that I just like word vomit onto so yeah. sometimes that's it like I'll kind of look over that document I'm like oh yeah that was a really good like scene or whatever and so I can kind of fit that in
1: okay that's awesome that's interesting and then, so then Shaw does that do you ever give her like a little bit of a tease maybe just insert the tip a little bit and then like you're on your own
3: Write the rest of this scene (laughs) and there are times where like i'll have to write up until like so sometimes they're split where it's like oh they're making out and it's like the next scene is just going to be like the sex scene And it's like sometimes i'll write those or i'll have to ask her like and i feel like i ask you because i get like i get really in my head about it where i'm like they're gonna be on the porch is that okay do you want me (laughs) to move them inside and you're like (laughs) I'm like I'm not even close to writing that book. Like it's gonna be fine. And I'm like, just so you know, they're outside. Like he's not even close to being inside of her. Um, and that's my new thing. I'm like, he's inside of her, Jeff. Okay, Um, he's in. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and and that's why. Just how I have to get through my sex scenes. I'm like, he's finally in her, so it's almost over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My husband is so lucky to have. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, it's almost done <laughs> it's almost over like they're almost going to come so soon um and so like, <laughs> um and so i i don't get inspired to write sex scenes very often i if i do i send myself emails so a lot of times it's like i'm in bed or like i actually wrote the sex scene in cleaning my mate which was like Skies it's like the second book in the Ash Mountain Pack when we were driving home from we were in Mississippi and we went to Michigan where we're from and we drove back to Mississippi and it was like two o'clock in the morning everyone else like my kids and my husband are asleep in the car and I like vo- like just voiced it and just like, was just driving and I just said it and it's like probably the steamiest sex scene I've ever written in my entire life like I still have nice. people who are like that motorcycle scene though and I'm like I don't even know where it came from but like it'll like it just every now and then I get like really into it so I do have, I do have a word doc that's just like sex scenes that i've started writing and like wherever i can put them in like i can put those in there okay dialogue is what comes faster to me we're like that's what okay. she's saying which i have like half like half of the book is done but it's just like oh i just thought like this scene was really clear in my head and so i'll just email it to myself okay. and so i haven't started the billionaire Bossle series yet but i have like chunks of that like all three of those books that are written just because I have so much of the dialogue already like oh, and that scene will happen I don't have anything outlined but I know that that'll happen in that book because I have 2,000 words written right here already like haven't outlined a single thing like don't know what's gonna happen but like I know that'll happen somewhere in it because it was like so crystal clear in my head um And so I have weird, like, documents like that where, like, it's not the whole manuscript, but I have, like, just a billionaire boss whole, like, series ones. that I'm like, okay, hey, here's – one of the books will have this in there. One of the books will have this in here. <laughs> right. Perfect. Right? <laughs> and then, yeah, every now and then I'll be like, oh, that'd be a really hot sex scene. And I'll write that, but I won't have anywhere to put it. And I'll just put it in a word document.
1: <laughs> but you but, will. You'll have eventually have a eventually, place it. Eventually, Yeah. <laughs>
0: As Sky Alder, you write paranormal, right? Do you Mm -hmm. prefer contemporary or something else as your individual pen names? Or do you also do mostly paranormal? I know you mentioned MC, uh, Cameron. So that's...
2: Yeah, I do. I do contemporary. I don't do any paranormal. That's all Sky. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I've written a bunch of different tropes, but... um... Yeah, MC stuff, and I just released a second mafia series. So it's kind of it's in, a lot of it is insta love, but it's still kind of set in those grittier things or those grittier settings. But cool, <laughs> it works. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same. I don't write I have a lot of MC or mafia stuff. Um, it's probably lighter, more small town than that. Um, and then I do love paranormal stuff, and she will not let me write it as much as I want to. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just started another pen name called Luna Wilder, and that is just paranormal. It's um, kind of similar to Sky, but um, I won't touch like any of the stuff that Sky's already done, obviously. So that one has well, actually the first book in the next series comes out on Friday. Okay. So that one just started this year. and I think yeah, I only have I have a reader magnet and then I have another one out already. And so I write, yeah, Paranormal is is that one too. And it'll be like probably less than Sky, but I kind of get, I don't know, not bored, which is, but I don't love writing like the same thing over and over again. And that's what I sometimes, because I write so fast. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I just feel like maybe it's too similar, you know, or like, oh, I just feel like I'm getting too much into this route and I have to switch. And like Mm -hmm. with our schedule, it's not always possible to do more Sky, Um, but I can do more Luna, so Okay, cool. we'll see how it goes.
1: But <laughs> and do we get sex with Luna?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's sex in Shaw books too. I just like if I don't have to write it, you just don't like to write <laughs> <yeah. them>. <laughs> <laughs> Got if it. Got it. Thousand words of, of wolf sex, it's okay. Like, I'll be, <laughs> but, um, no, I can still do it in in Luna books, and I still do it in Shaw books. It's just. It's never something that I'm like, I'm going to jump right to that. And there are times where she does that. She's like, I'm just going to write the sex scenes today. And I'm like, are you crazy? I don't know why. <laughs> you don't have to, though. You, you leave that to the end. <laughs> then it's something you just get through, you know? Um, but <laughs> and she's like, No, nah, I'm going to write 7K of sex scenes today. And I'm like.
2: I mean, once you get going. Yeah, you know. right? I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you my
1: Oh, that's great! I enjoy that. I I wonder. I'm real curious about our dynamic and how we're going to write together. Yeah, we have crazy, bonker, weird ideas that are just like maybe just won't work. But I'm willing to try it because I think it's just going to be. We should
0: definitely try it.
1: Just got to fucking jump into it'll it just, and do it.
0: It'll it'll make it or break it. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We'll fuck it up.
2: <laughs> There's a like a subgroup for everything. I think that's a huge thing okay. of what I've learned. <laughs> In the uh, romance genre. I mean, I'm sure of every genre, but I just feel like there's quite a diversity. And you know what? There is an audience for it. So There
0: is. I mean, the aliens really took me by surprise like a couple years ago. I was just like, this is really <laughs> blowing up and everyone's got aliens now. And I just didn't see you out when coming. But it's a huge, it's a huge subgenre. It is. <laughs> uh, that's fun. So I had a more like kind of like like in the weeds question about the book and the cover. The cover seems to look or the characters on the cover just don't really correspond much with the book and the description of them. Did you just pick covers because they're pretty because it's a really beautiful cover. I love the cover on these books. But just like, yeah, the man is all like short haired and clean shaven and she's like blonde and like a model. And I just was wondering about that because the characters are described so very differently in Claiming Beauty.
3: I I think it's hard because a lot of times with Sky books, I think they've all been plus size, right? They're all curvy. It's like impossible to find models who fit that. And then, mm-hmm. we, like, yeah. to find a girl who matches it and a guy who matches it. And a lot of times we'll get the covers because we have to put it up because it's it, this was tied to Love Bites. The last book in the series was her brother. And so we wound the book up before that. So, like, we don't have any, like, I don't start outlining until, like, two months before, you know? So, okay. That I just don't, like, it doesn't bother me to not have the cover match. And so I guess I don't think about it as much. There are times where I'm like, oh, she had blue hair. Can you just make her hair blue? And I'll ask the cover designer to do that. But a lot of times I just don't remember. And then, like, it never even crosses my mind to, like, look at the cover before I start. Like, <laughs> um,. Or like, I just, I'm not that organized where I can be like, she's going to have red hair and blue eyes and he's going to be, I don't know. I never have that head, so. Okay. Yeah. So no, I don't think any of her covers, I mean, if it does, it's like a fluke that they match. Like, I haven't planned like that. Um.
0: Okay. I mean, it's not like a criticism because it doesn't affect the reading of the book. We've found it in other authors too, where you're just like, that's just not what these characters (laughs) are like. And so we've always just kind of wondered how that kind of happens, but it makes sense if you have to put together a cover yeah. before you've really even read And like I said, book. if you
3: start looking for like cover models, you're just, I can only do it for so long for am like, This doesn't matter that much. Like people no, people it like, it really they doesn't don't look like this. And you're like, okay, but did you read the book and like it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm glad you read it. Like that's, that's not a flip it, but like, I just, I don't know. Like it's, it can be hours of like looking for like the right model and yeah. then. And you can change, like I said, hair color and stuff like that. Sure. But no, especially for, like, Skybooks, I feel like we're always just so much more focused on, like, okay, well, the wolf needs to be on there or the bear or, like, the eyes or paw prints or, like, something that says, like, this is an animal or a shifter book. Yeah. And with this series, didn't we want, like, an open book or something on the bottom at first? I think it has a yeah, it has a tiara, like but we know? we Can nice. you make it like a fairy tale book on the bottom? And then that was, oh, okay. I think maybe she yeah. did give us to this. and we were just like, never mind. You can just do a crown. I think she did, and it yeah. was yeah. way too much. You see all The flowers falling oh, and like the background, it was it just got really busy. And so yeah, we changed it to another crown that was like Royal Rejection had crowns, right, or a different crown, but um yeah, but yeah, as long as you have the eyes or the wolf, so, like that was like more important to me than like what they look like. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you think that's part of the trend in discrete covers that it's just mm-hmm. getting too hard sometimes to match and, and like the, the pace at which publishing is happening that people are just like, if you make it like kind of a generic discrete cover or even like those cartoons mm-hmm. <laughs> that people are doing in some of the more like uh, rom-com-y mm-hmm. genre, that it's just easier on the designers and the authors to not have to try to worry about
3: models? Maybe not for cartoons because sometimes like even that, I mean, definitely more now they have more options. It was hard to find like mm-hmm. that the image was gonna match the this design style and the aesthetic of the couple like that was hard to match for a while. I don't know. I don't love discrete covers. I think that it kind of okay. almost hurts like the reader experience because it's harder to tell like if I found a cover with like a cartoon or with the illustrated covers like I'm assuming it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be a rom com, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't. I would kind of feel like misled, I guess, or like let down. So, like, I mean, I'll say it right now we're never going to have an illustrated cover for Sky. So. <laughs> <laughs> i that funny, you know? Um, there's yeah, some. There's of, some not, there. I wouldn't ever classify it as that. It would always just be as like a shifter one or a no. normal one. So. And the discrete covers, I don't understand the point, I guess. I have special edition covers for one series, and like, it's fine. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I don't know. I don't and I don't understand them. Like sometimes they're just flowers. And you're like, what is this? I don't know.
0: No, you're 100% right. They don't say much. So it's uh, on you to interpret. Yeah, if you're going to get a romance or not. I mean, if you know the authors, okay. But I do think it's an interesting, I don't know, it's an interesting trend. It does seem to have pulled in a lot of readership. I'm in a lot of book groups that just are like people who would have not read romance seem to have picked them up now that some of those like, you know, touch of darkness kind of just like you said, the flowery covers maybe confuse them. <laughs> and then now all of a sudden they're reading Smut and they like it. I don't know. Most of our books are read ebook or audio. So it's not like the covers always show. I You see it for yeah. half a second maybe and then you're into the book. So I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> Either way, I just wanted to ask because we've 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 run across it a number of times, and I just kind of wanted to get a background on how that process works. Because I figured that's what it was. This is just like these are the covers that exist and the models that exist, and you know, trying to match something is, is difficult. And I get that. And it doesn't really matter in the
3: end. I think their readers <laughs> probably just told them, oh, it has another other bare chested. And they just heard that so many times that they were like, well, then I won't do that. Mm-hmm. I know there's, a, yeah, there was a debate. I don't know if it's still going on, but like people were like furious about it or they were like all for it. And so it's, I don't know, I'm kind of in the middle where I don't, it doesn't really bother me. And I'm not going to be like, how dare you? Like, but.
0: <laughs> so yeah, people have strong opinions. That's for sure. One of our other authors who writes Curvy 80 Award had kind of a struggle with her most recent series because she front and centered a curvier model and her sales were way off from her mm-hmm. previous books. And eventually that was just the feedback she got was that people were not going to buy this romance cover with a, mm-hmm. a curvy model in the middle. And that was heartbreaking. When she said that, she put it in a post and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, that sucks. And then I was just like, we're going to do this for the podcast because we have to support this book but i would like to see that trend move in that direction um if there're going to be people on the cover and the book has a curvy heroine or even a curvy um main male character i'd like to see a little bit more
3: body diversity in the in the covers i think it's coming i think it'll take time but yeah i like it's it it's super hard to find models like i think more authors would do it there's like that one girl with like, the dark brown yeah. hair that she's like everywhere she's like, the only one i've seen that has like more than like yeah
2: that one that and one. oh wait <laughs> okay he's the popular one i think i have her on like four covers because there's just not a lot of right. girls. <laughs> yeah
1: and that's a sentiment to the industry right like open it up there's a, a want for it and people
2: are attracted to it let's just give it to them and there are i mean you can buy exclusive photos mm-hmm. you know and that ranges from 200 to I don't know I had one photographer reach out and offer his services for one cover I had a series of mafia stuff and he does darker covers I was like maybe I don't know for one cover it was twelve hundred dollars I was like (laughs) no um so like there are options but it's just it's very unattainable for a lot of authors especially indie authors you know and it's like am I do I really think I'm gonna on release day makeup for $1,200 yeah. for just the cover, not editing, not like, you know, and so, so yeah, I mean, to, no. to that end, it is sometimes a, an endless scroll through like abs and you're like, okay, <laughs> like, have I used this one before? <laughs> Can I cut his face off on the cover and you'll just notice his tattoos? Like-
1: <laughs> well, if you ever need a 40 year old short Asian plump model, I will give my face to you. I, I clean up very well. So just saying. I will do it. (laughs) I will not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not offering that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this is great. Before we give you guys the floor, um, do you guys have any questions for us? Or do we have (laughs) any more questions? No, you guys don't need to have any questions for us. That's totally fine. (laughs) Is there any other questions you had, Kalina?
0: I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we could mention, because we haven't for our audience, just... So this book is the first in a series, and they are, like, fairy tale, like, starting with, like, kind of the base fairy tale and then running with it. So this one is... A beauty and the beast as like a structure mm-hmm. to then move forward and and you've got four i think right in this mm-hmm. series that are going to be coming out like two are already out now i think by the time this episode goes up one will be about i think the third one will either have just come out or will be about to come out
2: so, oh. so Shaw's already yeah but you don't her have part. the one done yet. i've only didn't. written two of the four books <laughs> <laughs> so i'm working on the third one starting next week You're like, it'll be released. I'm like, (laughs) shit, shit, shit. (laughs) reminder reminder yeah, right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah because yeah this will come out april 5th okay and so yeah i think you guys
2: they're coming out like the end of each month so the the march one will have just come out well, sometimes So sometimes shaw will text me um <laughs> and she uses the same editor that we use for sky and i use a different editor for cameron but she'll so she like booked just a ton of things with our editor you know for the year and so sometimes she'll text me and be like do you have the manuscript for ashley this week and i'll be like no like <laughs> what she's like oh just kidding it was for one of my books I'm like oh my god boo like don't ever I'm like,
3: just kidding yeah just want to see how close you are to being done you know i need to give you that <laughs> how hard to ask for,
2: so. yeah ask for inspiration I guess.
3: yeah it,
1: it, well cameron just fill it with 45 minutes of sex I'm
2: okay <laughs> yeah,
1: with
0: it.
2: Exactly. just yeah. <laughs> oh um I was gonna say, Claiming Beauty actually just released on audio like yesterday, right? Oh, right. oh, oh that yeah, was Markiyan yeah, Red, Red. Like but two days ago,
3: the Marking Red, uh, the narrator never yeah, so marked Claiming it Beauty. as paid, so. <laughs> It's been waiting for, like, a exactly. month, and I was like, that one should have been out by
2: now. <laughs> like,
3: so, they both just live, yeah. So, yeah, first two okay. books
2: are available in audio now. Oh, well, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. That is great. That is actually how I prefer, because I'm a very slow reader, and having it out, not, I mean, this book took 46 <laughs> seconds for Kalina to read. No. But... <laughs> no- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh and it's dual narration you've got oh nice. you got two narrators i love that that's great right.
1: awesome
0: yeah no i like oh, i love this book this book made me happy <laughs> and i already have like the other one bought and like the other one pre-ordered <laughs> i'm just like okay <laughs> Send the whole series to the Kindle. It's fine.
1: <laughs> it was very nice, condensed. You got the beginning, the middle, the end, and the good sex and the tension and the, the nose blindness in the beginning. It was all great. It was just a lot of a lot of fun. So.
0: Oh, I love a good winter cabin, like storm <laughs> yes. traps. What's that word? Uh, close quarters Our or forced proximity. Yeah. We're like, oh, no. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't a single bed trope, but still, it was like, well, oh, we're stuck in this cabin together. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: it was fun what's gonna happen (laughs) we appreciate it so
0: very cool and then i guess you guys just want to promote what you've got coming up um social media websites anything where people can find you and follow you and make sure they catch all the way too many books it seems like (laughs) you're putting out (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, I was just pulling up some of our social media stuff. Um, Our website is just skyalder.com. On TikTok and Instagram, we're just author skyalder. Yeah, we're on Facebook as well. Yeah, we sell our books on Amazon. All of them are in Kindle Unlimited. I think <laughs> they should be. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, I think all of our, most of our books are, are in audio form are. as well. Yeah, all of
3: them are in audio. All of them are on yeah, If you want paperbacks, you have to buy the box sets. We don't do individual
2: ones. And okay. we're working on translations, right? Yep.
3: The Ash Mountain Pack has been translated into every French, German, Italian, Spanish. I don't know when more of that is coming, but those have been translated. Um, and yeah, if you go to authors or skyholder.com, it has the link to like our reader group. It has the link to our newsletter. You can grab a free book or maybe two free books. I don't even know what's There might be two free books up there. And yeah, you can see everything. Everything's in audio. There's a coming soon page. with Everything that's coming out this year is on there. I might not have a link to Amazon yet, but it's up. You can see the cover. So, And yeah, the next book comes out in a couple weeks. Two weeks. Awesome. Great. <laughs> all right. Thanks.
1: Well, we have really enjoyed our time with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us insights about how to write as a duo. I'm actually, I mean, I get more and more excited about it as we speak to all, all of our authors, <laughs> but particularly speaking with two who write together is aspiring. So thank you guys for that information. Yeah,
2: totally.
1: And yeah, I guess with that, we're going to say this is the closure and um, <laughs> everybody... Check out their books and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Well, thank you to Shaw and Cameron Hart for joining us this episode and uh, sharing with us the first book in their series uh, Claiming Beauty, which, what's the series name? I should know that. That would be better.
1: (laughs) If I knew. And guess who doesn't have it written
0: down? This guy. Uh, I don't have it either, so it's all these guys. (laughs) (laughs) so it's once upon a shifter is the series and claiming beauty is the first book and that's what we read today and uh shared the episode with cameron and shaw so yes so
1: again thank you guys for joining us so as we close out we're just gonna do our quick uh fun no Mm -mm. we're gonna do our (laughs) quick kiss and tell
3: (laughs) Yes.
1: With a really interesting topic that we haven't come across in any of our books yet. And no. you know what? It was inevitable. This fucking conversation was going to happen eventually. <laughs> it sure was. Right? It was bound to. It was bound to. And it's. I think it's one of those things, like, I know over the past six years, we have been more comfortable opening ourselves up to each other sure. and to who else is listening to us about our sexual lives. Sure. Right? Absolutely. And I don't know that there's been really anything that we haven't shared with each other Though this has not come up in any conversation. Mm -mm. Wait, what? I don't know. There's a look on your face. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, it hasn't. Mm -mm. It hasn't come up, (laughs) at
0: least for podcasting purposes.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So as we just learned, Cameron writes all of the sex scenes in this book. Thank you again, Cameron. But we came across uh, part of the sexual adventures that Clara and Thatcher have together, where it talks a little bit about her squirting, which is not something we've ever talked about. We've never come across it in a book. And it's very interesting. So we just thought that we would share stories or experiences or just, you know. (laughs) The
0: Absolutely, fun stuff. Absolutely, because yeah, that this was squirting. Really, I mean, after six years, you think we've read it all, and then yeah. we're like, I mean, I just don't think this has been in a book before. I Mm-mm. think it is a, uh, it was a new one, so we're we are excited to talk about the uh, phenomenon of female squirting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, experiences. What do you have?
1: <laughs> so, I have to admit that the first time that that ever happened to me, I was one hundred percent blown away. I thought something was wrong. I thought <laughs> I thought things were exploding and like <laughs> like it it wasn't terrible it was just very shocking in a way that was like I didn't know that my body could do this mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was a couple of I won't say a couple it was a uh, a little bit over maybe 10 years ago where Dan was like I discovered something new I read something I watched something or something and, and so we discovered it ourselves and so when it happened through digital stimulation it 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 happened and i was like holy shit what was that and i swear i was like i just i think i just peed on you i'm sorry (laughs) like what is that i'm sorry (laughs) and he's like no this is what's supposed to happen and so he's super excited about it we're you know like but then it was just like seldomly in between that it would happen again Mm -hmm. but it happens a lot more often with myself and my womanizer (laughs) when i'm in the shower when i go in the shower it's different when you're just like on your bed or you're using it intimately with your partner you use it and it's done and you're you're good right but sometimes you just hold on a little bit yeah or a lot of (laughs) it you hold on and you keep it on there and then all of a sudden there it is (laughs) and so that's been my experience and they're fucking delightful yeah they're very they're very great
0: (laughs) yeah i i mine's a little bit different in yeah it was about 15 or so years ago i would say that i discovered it By myself, with a toy, in a closet... I was I was uh, living in an apartment with a roommate, and just the way everything kind of set up, I felt like my closet, which was on like the other side of the bedroom from any other walls that I shared with him, because it was a it was a, a male roommate. I was just like, this will be as far away, like, and then like there was the bedroom, the bathroom, and then the closet. The way it kind of ran together, and I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way he'll hear me in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that very first time, I was like, oh, oh shit, I just urinated everywhere, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> but then you're like that's not urine that's what the fuck yeah. is <laughs> yeah so it's not it definitely i i like to call it the second orgasm like once you push through the first one <laughs> and then just keep <laughs> yeah. on going and like the first one kind of loads everything and then the second one just blows up and yes. you're just like yeah and then i so once i found it i was like oh that's too cool and i did it a lot <laughs> <laughs> And then I didn't for a long time, and I kind of thought it had disappeared on me. I couldn't find it again. I was like, "Oh, it was something that happened when I was young, and I broke it." Sad face. And I definitely have never experienced it with a partner. But very recently, yours is the womanizer. Mine is the air a e r. But the the sucky toys that are like newer and starting to come out from all of the big name vibrator Mm -hmm. and you know sex toy companies. That one this very first time i used it i was like oh it's back i I didn't break it (laughs) i can squirt again so um it's a newly i newly rediscovered joy for me and uh yeah (laughs) i love it
1: (laughs) yeah it's it really is
0: because it is just intense in a way that is the first yeah because you do have to kind of like you have to buckle down and hold on longer
1: Yeah, and you then, have, and you have to be willing to make that mess, and in, to to go for that ride. In my
0: yeah, in our experiences, it sounds yes. kind of similar. And then, and then when it happens, it's like, yeah, I feel like the world breaks apart a little bit, and I'm like dead for a second. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. So the first time I used the womanizer, it was with Dan. And that was one of the other times that Mm -hmm. the squirting happened was with it was with him again. And so it's and I've never been able to do it myself. Like I can't unless I have my toy, Mm -hmm. then I can absolutely do it myself. But I don't I'm and we all know this. I'm just not very good at stimulating and (laughs) you know, touching myself in that way. But that's okay because I have got these toys. But like this topic and going through these experiences, right? Like that's a very private. I mean, all of this stuff is very private. Sure, but it's all with our comfort level and explaining it and sharing it and experience. And I, I and I always felt like squirting was one of those things. Just like I always thought, like anal sex is one of those things, you know.
0: Well, and I think a lot of so there is two kind of forces happening. I think a lot of. Society, you know, in history has, you know, told women that Mm. female pleasure isn't real anyway, right? Like, Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. modern day, like, commentators, quote, unquote, commentators, who don't believe the female orgasm exists and is real. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's part of the narrative is that, that we're either crazy... We're making this up because we want something that men can do and we can't. Mm-hmm. And then when you add in the squirting, that takes the, the people who don't believe in it get even fucking p- more pissed because now it's, it's yeah. too close to ejaculation, right? So it's like, these fucking women taking all of this men yeah. shit, <laughs> right? And they get really mad about it. And, and so, you know, for so long, women haven't been encouraged to talk about it or discuss it. You know, we haven't discussed sex with friends for mm-hmm. generation, generationally, You know, family, sisters, anything. And so you never knew what was common and, and unusual or usual. And so like you'd be in a closet about it, kind of like, I don't know if this is the way women's bodies do behave or don't behave, or if mine's unusual mm-hmm. or you know, normal or not nor like all those words, whether they mean anything or not. And then yeah. also we don't frequently talk to our doctors about this shit. It's more like yeah. if something is wrong, like I have a yeast infection or yeah. <laughs> a bladder infection, or, you know, if you're trying to get pregnant and it's not mm-hmm. happening. Those are the conversations. You don't have just open conversations with a there doctor. There isn't a doctor
1: ab- to talk to you about sex. About,
0: like, can women have
1: Experiences, this? Experiences, so- yeah.
0: And I read an article, I will never be able to find it again, but it wasn't all that long ago about how even within the medical profession, there's still debate about what women squirting is. Like, they do not have it identified. Hmm. And I'm like, okay. how can we not... <sighs> So, like, it, like our shit is never studied. Our shit is, like, last to be discovered, last to, like, figure out what our pain means, what our pleasure means, what and our sexual bodies questioned. mean. always questioned. For a long time, it was isolated to porn, right? Like, porn stars could do it, and it was like something that people thought of as a, a real classy woman Superhuman. wouldn't do that. But oh my god, and now we're changing that. That's what these books do, that's what these conversations mm-hmm. do, that's what the whole point of it is to kind of push the boundaries of this and being like, it's okay. I mean, don't have it in public, this conversation maybe with you know, strangers, but it's good to talk with friends about and like find out. Yeah. You know, if you're worried about something, share it. And maybe it's something they're experiencing too, or they haven't. And then maybe you need to talk to a doctor. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) that's how you learn. Otherwise, we all just sit in this dark, like going, oh, I don't know if this is normal or not. I guess I'll just keep muddling through my
1: life. and keep doubting ourselves on whether or not what we're feeling is the correct thing, because we've been told that it's not a real thing, yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, mm, just because you guys never got us there doesn't mean it's right.
0: not there. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you have no ability to, cut, to do it, does not it mean it's not real? <laughs> let,
1: let me introduce you to Mr. Womanizer here. <laughs> this toy knows what or it's they, doing. Mr. Air, yes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So yeah. So
0: that's it's fun to read. I'm glad that because in the book he accomplishes it during oral. Mm-hmm. She she squirts on him while he's going down on her, which is a very fun scene too. Because he's all like excited at the end too. Because he's all like, yeah, squirted all over my face, baby. And
1: I was just like, wow. <laughs> okay. I was like. Sweet that yeah, I made a note in there. I was like, It's happened. Now we have to talk about it. Dun 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 <laughs> Yes.
0: So we're very happy to always find new things to talk about for the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well let's let's read. Yes. And uh do her thing i think we're both in agreement here with
0: i just really really enjoyed this book it is exactly what i wanted when i kind like in the past when we've talked about the shorter kind of bite size romance books like mm-hmm. perfect combination of you know tropes and plots and sex scenes and just with the the arc you know the meet cute to yeah. the happily ever after Um, and then the epilogue giving us five years later, it was really perfect. Like, you know, it sounds weird to say, but I really do think it is. It just is that kind of airy, lovely bite-sized book you want every once in a while, like, you know, to read and get through and have that, that feeling really quickly and not take a longer book to get to your happily ever after. Sometimes you're just like, especially if I've been reading something really dense and dark. like in, not mm-hmm. in our genre but in other genres that I read just for personal choices mm-hmm. I make then I'm just like this book would be a great palate cleanser just a happy uplifting get me horny yeah. kind of book and so I think it's a 10 this book is I don't have I don't have notes about it I liked this book it really made me happy from start to finish
1: I agree and I think with having minimal characters not there's having two. an overarching... there are two people yeah, there's two. in
0: this book <laughs> yes. no one else I mean she has a friend and she speaks to on the phone but that's it
1: oh yeah that's right i forgot about technically a brother yeah. but i think a brother and her he, gets, and her best he gets
0: thought about and like maybe referenced but i don't feel yeah. like he actually
1: <laughs> shows up th- that yeah and if you read the epilogue then there's extra people but th- there's no overarching the whole world is gonna burn down if you no. guys don't mate type of story the
0: anxiety level is very low mm-hmm. they have a very small hurdle to cross yes before they have their happily ever after and it's yes it's not that it doesn't give you a lot of stress you can just get you get through it pretty quickly you don't
1: always need an antagonist to get the exactly. story exactly.
0: Sometimes there doesn't need to be a big bad who's trying mm-hmm. to destroy the world or this couple or whatever. Also, there's really no world building. We all know what werewolves are. They're shifters. This is it. They live here. Move forward. Yes. Like we don't have to yeah. get you know a freaking glossary of terms that I have to figure out the magic (laughs) world. (laughs) Yeah. And like an index of 17 places with names that I now have to memorize because I need a map to figure out. Exactly. No, I'm not shitting on those books. I read those books. I read, you know, like Tolkien and J.R. Martin and all that shit. But not every day. Those are different. And this is this kind of book. And I love this kind of book too.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I think it just made it really concise and just clean cut to the point and it's very satisfactory. It's really well balanced. It's not a word. Yeah, well balanced. Well
0: balanced watching the the characters grow and mm-hmm. grow together and then the sex. Like it isn't heavily one side or the other. It's a really balanced book for that just enough of each one
1: (laughs) yeah i mean when we are we already sort of know where these books are taking place because it's a play off of like famous stories that we've already heard so we know that it's (laughs) you know like the beauty and the beast story we know we know what the fucking library looks like it's it makes sense so yeah no much appreciated highly recommend it yep no
0: notes (laughs) yeah (laughs) i enjoyed it yeah um and then Next week, or next two weeks, or next episode, why do I always say next week when we don't put them out weekly? You do say that a lot. <laughs> I say it all the time. It's six years in, you'd think I'd stop. Next episode, we'll be reading Obsession, The Mate Games by Kim Lorraine and Meg Ann. Mm-hmm. Narrated by a hundred people.
1: <laughs> narrated by a lot of people. And those lots of people are Stella Hunter, Jason Clark, J.F. Harding, James Joseph, Aaron Shedlock, and I believe a special appearance by Shane East. So yeah, it's a whole cast of members and uh, entertaining. Yes. To say so least. yeah,
0: that's what we'll read mm-hmm. for the next episode. So hopefully you guys are all reading along with us and enjoying these books just like we are. And if you aren't, and you wait for our episode and then you decide whether to read the book, well, hopefully you run out and get *Claiming Beauty*. Mm-hmm. As Guy Allard told us today, the books are also in audio. We did this in ebook, but they are out in audio now, so you can you can listen to them too if you don't want to. Read with your eyeballs, with your earballs. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, follow along. You can reach out to us on social media in the meantime. We'd love to hear from you. We are dirty books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is sh with three H's.
1: And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. We very, very much appreciate it. And like Kalina said, if you guys can go to all of those platforms, rate, review, subscribe, that'd be great. And with that, we are going to say goodnight. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you guys later. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to reading Dirty Books with Galena and Salette. Be sure to tune into to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.